Welcome to Fundraising Fundamentals. This is the Chronicle of Philanthropy's monthly podcast. I'm Tony Martinetti. This month, a top 40 under 40. Michael Brennan is a program officer at the Ford Foundation. He's on the Chronicle's 40 under 40 list, released earlier this month. On Twitter, he's at Brennan underscore Mike. Michael Brennan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on being a top 40 under 40. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Um... Take us inside the, the Ford Foundation a little bit. We're, you're a PhD in computer science, so clearly a technologist. What's your work there? So I'm a technology program officer in the Internet Freedom Unit at the Ford Foundation. Uh, the Ford Foundation has a number of thematic areas that they focus on, and the one that I'm involved with is Internet Freedom. Um, to the best of my knowledge, I'm the first computer scientist as a program officer at the Ford oh, Foundation. Okay. And uh, it's a really exciting place to be at the intersection of technology and social justice. And Ford um, has really pushed forward this idea of, you know, let's learn and, and, and adapt to how the Internet can be a force for good in uh, the work for social justice. Is there a, a, a one that comes to mind as a particularly interesting project that, uh, that you're funding or working on? So there, I mean, there's a, a, a lot that we're working on yeah, that I'm really course. excited about, uh, but I must say that one of the ones that I'm, I'm, I'm currently really uh, uh, deeply involved with in, in, in kind of following along is a grant that we recently made to the Mozilla Foundation. For those who are unfamiliar with the Mozilla Foundation, you might know Mozilla f- through uh, the browser called Firefox sure. that many people use. Yeah. The foundation is the corresponding kind of social good foundation that does 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 uh, other work in the field around the open free and open web. So we uh, made a grant to them recently for a program they're running called the uh, Ford Mozilla Open Web Fellows. They've run other fellowship programs in the past, like the Open News Fellows, and uh, this one looks to place technologists inside of um, social change organizations and human rights organizations. Mm-hmm. So I believe uh, some of the examples of organizations that got full-time technologists in the past, in the first year, were groups like Amnesty International and uh, the ACLU of Western Massachusetts um, and uh, um, uh, Public Knowledge, a number of other organizations um, working both in the United States and around the world. And the idea was to to give these organizations that maybe don't have a position for a full-time technologist, uh, a, techno- a paid technologist for for almost a year, and uh, see what they can do, what kind of change they can create within those organizations. Now yeah. we're coming up on the end of that first year, and it's really exciting to see those organizations now saying, wow, it's so valuable to have a technologist on board that we actually want to create a position for one. And we're going to make that part of our staff. Outstanding. Yeah. yeah. So, right. It's- I mean, isn't that the ideal of a foundation? You got the organization started, and now it can carry it on and sustain it on its own. It is precisely the, the vision behind behind cool. work like this. Yes. Um, do you also evaluate uh, applications to the foundation that are around technology? Uh, so um, I must admit that I'm relatively new to the Ford Foundation. I started only last September. Um, so I'm very early in my days as being a grant maker myself. Um, I do have okay. applications coming in and conversations I'm having and proposals coming in. I've, I've acted often now as an advisor for other uh, program officers in my unit uh, as I'm, I'm kind of acquainting myself with this field. Um, but yes, uh, I, I do evaluate uh, uh, applications that come in and proposals that come in, and I'll be helping other uh, areas of the uh, foundation also evaluate applications and, and uh, proposals that come in. Okay. Um, is there a, a tip you can share for people? Uh, and it may even be, you know, make sure the Ford Foundation suits your, <laughs> suits your application, <laughs> suits your mission, but whatever it is. Um, do you have a, a tip for 
potential applicants to the Ford Foundation? Yeah, I mean, I think that you're right that that's, that's the first one is that. I think one thing to always remember when you're looking at any foundation or source of funding in any way is that, you know, it might seem like a foundation has a lot of resources. You know, Ford is one of the largest foundations in the United States. Which is why so many people think of it. So, oh, let's go to the Ford Foundation. Absolutely. Let's, let's go to the Gates Foundation. Absolutely. And I think that makes but, a lot of sense. We have to remember that, that, the, that the field that we're working in is, is massive, right? Um, you know, uh, startups, that you, like if you think on the technology side, you know, startups in Silicon Valley yeah. are operating with budgets much greater than, many of them much greater than what the Ford, you know, Ford will distribute in a year. And that the work in this field is only a slice of that. So Ford has to be really particular about what it chooses based on, you know, a, a clear strategy that, that Ford works to define yeah. and make sure that of the limited amount of funds that we can give, we're making, you know, we're making the most of the funding that we have. So having a strategy is important. What they, everyone always says is, you know, there's, there are many, many more projects out there that deserve funding than we at Ford can specifically be able to fund. So we have a strategy, we have a mission. You can see that on the website and it's best to first contextualize your work within that mission yes okay okay um how about for a uh someone who's say 35 years old and uh they want to make the 40 under 40 list <laughs> their, their time is running out you have uh, you have tips <laughs> you have advice for a 35 year old who want to make the list yeah i think so i mean i think my advice for a 35 year old would probably be the advice i'd give to, to to anyone at any age i mean i understand the the desire to want to like make an impact earlier um but really what it is is if there's work that you want to do if there's something you want to achieve you know this is kind of age-old advice but don't wait for anyone to give you permission or or uh, a pass to to do that work just start doing that work i think this has been i'm i'm really happy to be here at ford i'm i'm very uh honored to be on this list um it's also comes after you know years and years and years of trying to find my own place working at the intersection of technology and, and social good. Mm. Um, you know, I still remember, you know, starting grad school and some of the professors I would talk to and say, you know, I really want to be doing something that has kind of more tangible, more direct impact on society. You know, they would look at me like I had multiple heads yeah. and say, what do you mean? You don't yeah. want to just like work, get, you know, make all this money working at Lockheed Martin or something yeah. like that. And right. I said, you know, I said, no, they didn't get it. And I, but I, I, I kept at it. I found it an advisor, Rachel Green at Drexel University who really understood what I was going after and and helped me find a path there. Um, I found you know my first job while I was still in grad school at the Federal Trade Commission working at the intersection of privacy and technology and regulation. Um, but even that, you know, I, I wanted to go farther than that. And, and what I ended up doing was organizing my own community events, uh, bringing people together in Philadelphia, you know, getting people together to, to hack on projects for a weekend to try and come up with apps and ideas that people could deploy in the city of Philadelphia where I, where I live mm. that would make an impact. And, you know, these were just my ways of saying, I want to do something. I want to start doing it. And, and lo and behold, as I do that, you meet people and develop communities and come up with ideas. And those often lead your way towards uh, professional opportunities that um, can be really fulfilling and really exciting. So I think it's just about do the work you want to start doing, you want to do. Don't wait for anyone to tell you to start. That's outstanding because I was going to ask you to share your journey with us. So, so you were <laughs> so you were at the Federal Trade. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you. You were at the Federal Trade Commission, but that, so that was policy work. Mm -hmm. and it just it was getting closer. Yeah. than your presser, professors could understand. Yeah, but still wasn't right where you wanted to be. Well, yeah, you so know, you created. You started to create your own. Yeah, I mean, I started so social so I, change. Yeah, that's what I tried to do. I mean, like I was doing privacy and security research at Drexel, which I love, and I've clearly come back to in a lot of ways. And I started doing privacy work at the Federal Trade Commission. 
Um, my advisor was very supportive at Drexel to do kind of both finish my PhD and work at the same time, which is often a daunting task. Mm. Um, and I said, you know, I still want to be, I still want to be community focused. I want to be focused with, with people. So I, I, you know, at that time, this was early 2011. I, I heard of a project called Random Hacks of Kindness, which was just about... Random Hacks. Yeah, Random of Hacks of Kindness. Yeah. It was just about getting people together for a weekend and with getting technologists and, and community leaders in the room together and saying, what, what can we do with technology that could help your mission or help your work in some way. Um, I organized a local event of this. You know, I organized another local event. Uh, the folks that were involved at coordinating that globally said, hey, your events have gone really well. Do you want to help us figure out how to continue to scale this oh, globally? Cool. And I said, it's great. yeah, that's yeah. great. I started working for a company called Second Muse. Uh, you know, I spent almost four years there helping them build out uh, an open innovation program, helping them start and design an internet freedom program where mm. we would uh, deeply understand the needs of users of, of marginalized communities around the world as it related to privacy and security technologies. And, uh, you know, and then from there, I, I ended up at the Ford Foundation. But it's really through, you know, I think starting to do the work that was appealing to me, you know, before anyone said, you know, oh, here's a job to do it. Outstanding. Thank you for sharing that journey. No that, problem. That brought you to the 40 under 40. <laughs> Happy to. Love it. Check this guy out on Twitter at Brennan underscore Mike. Michael, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. If you love fundraising fundamentals, check out Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. It's my weekly one hour podcast. It goes way beyond fundraising to help you with all the issues small and mid-sized shops are struggling with. Social media, technology, technology, board relations, volunteer management, events, and fundraising. I've got over 10,000 listeners each week. Info is at TonyMartinetti.com and on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Be with me next month for Fundraising Fundamentals.